Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. Thank you for being here. Today, James Collins has a moment of prophecy, but first, our host, Dr. Larry Spargimino, will begin a conversation with author Von Schatzer about God's grace through a very difficult season. I want to encourage you today to visit our website, swrc.com. There, you will find archived episodes of this program, timely articles designed to educate and encourage, as well as a complete list of all of our upcoming events and an enormous resource center filled with over 900 books and DVDs. SWRC.com is the premier place for resources with an eternal impact. Brand new books and DVDs from Billy Crone, Greg Patton, and Larry Stamm. Resources back in print from Dr. Carl Baugh, Rob Linstead, and J.R. Church. And exclusive content from Jonathan Kahn you can only get from Watchmen on the Wall. Visit SWRC.com. That's SWRC.com. Our next in-person conference is just around the corner. This is a huge conference featuring 12 speakers over two full days. Friday and Saturday, March 25th and 26th in Tri-Cities, Tennessee. Speakers include Dr. Larry Spargimino, Kamal Salim, Dr. Rob Linstead, Michael Hoggard, Larry Stamm, Bill Federer, Greg Patton, James Collins, Dr. Kenneth Hill, Dr. Douglas Petrovich, Micah Van Hus, and Dr. Scott Stripling. Get all the details by visiting the events page of our website, swrc.com. That's swrc.com and click on events. The Tri-Cities Tennessee Mega Conference. Seating is limited, so register today. Have you or someone you know been diagnosed with cancer? Von Schatzer received that dire diagnosis. He's here today to talk about that experience and how God showed himself during this most difficult time. I have in my hand a book titled, By God's Grace, A Cancer Survivor's Testimony, and it's by a dear friend, Vaughn Schatzer. He's been on the program with us many times before. In 2000, Vaughn was diagnosed with cancer of the spine and abdomen. It was fourth stage. The next stop is eternity, as you well know. This is a tremendous story. It will be an encouragement to the hearts of everyone. You will also read and hear how this fiery trial brought the Schatzer family to a new level of trust, faith, patience, experience, and hope in God through his son, Jesus Christ. Well, Vaughn, that's kind of a introduction, and I was with you. I remember that morning about 22 years ago. You could hardly walk. You were in such pain, and we all wondered about it, but it's so good that we can share the mic and be an encouragement to many, many people out there. Well, thank you, Dr. Spargimino. It's so good to be back on the program. I miss everyone there and all of your audience. I just thank Dr. Jesus for sparing me almost 22 years now, and I'm really excited about the program today and what God has done in my life in all those years. Well, we have to make one change. Just call me Brother Larry. How about that? (laughs) 
Okay, we will do that, Brother Larry. And people might think I'm your heart surgeon. I'm really not. <laughs> Although I do work on hearts with the uh, medicine Amen. provided by the blood. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But as we start, Vaughn, share with our listeners how you first met Jesus Christ and how you received him as your personal Lord and Savior. Yes, thank you, Brother Larry. Your listeners might be a little shocked at my testimony. I was a lead guitar player in a rock and roll band for many years. I was a heathen. I didn't know the Bible, wasn't in a church. If I'd have met God in the middle of the road, I wouldn't have known who he was. I asked this beautiful girl who was a number 12 on the 10 scale to go out drinking and dancing with me 41 years ago. And she wouldn't go, and she invited me to come to church. I didn't want to go to church, but I wanted to go out with the girls. So uh, I said, okay. The preacher at this particular church was what I call hellfire and brimstone, because God knew that's what I needed to hear. Wow. He talked about the books in Revelation chapter 20, the book of death and the books of life, or the books of deeds, really, the books of death. He wanted to know which book was my name in, and Brother Larry, chills went down my spine, and I knew my name was in the wrong book. It was in the book of deeds and the books of death, and I was on a highway to hell. They gave what was called an invitation that night to come forward to receive Christ, to be saved. And when the invitation went, I was scared. I had long hair down to my shoulders. <laughs> and I walked down to that altar, and that night, Brother Larry, I gave my heart to Jesus I haven't been the same since, got baptized in the Potomac River in Maryland, bought a Bible, and the next week I was on visitation with the preacher, Amen. and I married that girl. She's been my wife now for over 40 years, and we serve the Lord together. Praise the Lord for saving my soul, brother. Amen, and praise the Lord for good marriages and for good families, for hellfire and brimstone preaching. <laughs> When you were talking, I'm thinking of Jonathan Edwards back, I don't know, yes. 1737, 40, something yes. like that, when he preached <laughs> Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God, and he yes, heard all brother. this sobbing and moaning out there, and he looked up over his spectacles, and he saw these people hanging on to the pews. They were going <laughs> to slide into hell, and you say, well, that yes. kind of preaching is no good. That just scares people. Well, Hey, let's face it. If we're on the way to hell, we need to be scared. <laughs> so. Well, brother, I was scared to death, and I wanted to run out of the church. And I didn't, you know, so the Holy Spirit drove me down there. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. Probably the first time I ever cried in public, brother. Wept wow. like a baby. Wow. You don't have to cry to get saved, but I did. Right. The Lord touched your heart, and he also touched your mind because you learned that there's someone who loves you and yes. who is yes. able to save you to the uttermost and cleanse you of all those sins. Yes. And what good news. Well, Vaughn, what events led you to being diagnosed with fourth-stage cancer? Now, you're a Christian. You're born again. Yes. What happened that you found out, uh-oh, I'm in big trouble with this disease? Brother Larry, I started receiving a terrible pain in my back. I drove 18-wheeler most of my life, one of those big trucks. Right. And I just kept telling myself, oh, I pulled a muscle. It'll be okay. And I must have went two months with a terrible pain in my back. And finally, one morning, I said, this is it. I'm going to go to the doctor. So I went to the emergency room. They said, we're going to give you an MRI. And I thought, what is that? I've never had one of those. And long story short, 
When I was back in my room after the MRI, a doctor came in with a long white coat, and he said, I got some bad news, Mr. Schatzer. He said, you have two hot dog-shaped tumors wrapped around your spine. And he said, the reason your left leg is getting numb is it's cutting off the blood to your leg. If that goes up your spine to your brain, you're going to drop dead. We would like to operate on you in about an hour. Wow. And he handed me the clipboard, Brother Larry, and said, this is called a consent form. <laughs> I never heard of that. He said, here's the bottom line. Now, this is my words, not his. If the surgeon nicks your spine, you can be paralyzed from the neck down or die on the operating table. Sign here. Oh, good <laughs> night, brother. Can you imagine what went through my mind? I called in my wife and my three boys. We had prayer together. I was in surgery, I think, for seven hours. I finally woke up. First thing I did, <laughs> it's funny now, it wasn't funny then, I wiggled my toes to see if they were still there. They wiggled, and I started <laughs> shouting in the recovery room, brother. And then I screamed for the nurse. I said, nurse, come over here. I said, I need to talk to you. And I said, will you please help me up? I have to see if I can walk. She said, you just had surgery. You can't do that. I said, you help me or I'm getting up myself. So she heard another nurse help me up, and I took two or three baby steps. And I said, okay, that's enough. So I laid back down and praised the Lord. And, of course, there was a lot that happened after that that I tell in the book that I wrote about it. What's the absolute first thing you did? I mean, when you found out that you had fourth-stage cancer, two hot dog-sized tumors squeezing your inner parts, and what came to your mind right then? Well, you know, I've been in church for, I guess I'd been saved almost 20 years at that time. So I remember James chapter 5, the Holy Spirit brought this to my memory. Verses 14 and 15 says, Is there any sick among you? Call for the elders of the church and let them pray over you and anoint you with oil. And that's what I did, because that's what God said to do. Right. And I know Christians say, well, we don't do that in our church. Well, you ought to. <laughs> I, well, the certain type of people, the, the Pentecostal, but we're not Pentecostal. Well, forget Pentecostal, Baptist, or whatever. Just do what the Word of God says, whether or not you understand it, right? <laughs> I did it because and I did it with mustard seed faith in yes. my case. And brother, it worked. I'm still here. Thank you, Dr. Jesus. Amen. I'm kind of Bapticostal. <laughs> Me too. When people in the church I pastor want that, they say, Brother Larry, I heard we don't do that in this church. I said, well, who said that? <laughs> I said, if you can find it in the Bible, we'll do it. As an Italian, I like olive oil. You know, it's good, <laughs> good for cooking, Amen. but it's also good for anointing. Yes, and I want to share one more verse yes. that was probably the most powerful, and I hope all of your listeners will write this down read it in their Bible and highlight it and claim it if they're going through what I call the valley of the shadow of death like I did. It's 2 Kings chapter 20. It's a story of King Hezekiah. Isaiah the prophet gave him a report that thus saith the Lord, today you shall die. And Hezekiah put his head down and turned his face towards the wall and started weeping out loud and wailing. And as Isaiah walked out the door, the Lord told Isaiah, go back in and tell Hezekiah, 
I heard his prayer and saw his tears, and I will add 15 years to his life. Well, on the gurney, on the way into the operating room, the Holy Spirit brought that scripture to me. Wow. Now, whoever goes back to Second Kings chapter 20, <laughs> well, the Holy Spirit led me there, and I said, Dear Jesus, I said, you're not a respecter of persons. I said, God, you gave Hezekiah 15 years. I'm asking you in the name of Jesus that you'll give me 15 plus years. Please, Jesus, spare me. And as this day right now, Brother Larry, I think I've been a cancer patient for 22 years and a cancer-free for 21 years. Right. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, I know there are other verses that you claimed as yes. a cancer patient, and of course, I know you read the Bible, you love the Bible, you memorize the Bible, but what verses in particular did you wrap your arms around? This one right here, I prayed this probably a dozen or more times a day, and sometimes more than that in the night. It was Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9. The Apostle Paul is speaking here, it says, My grace is sufficient or it's enough for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And I knew God's grace was strong enough, and I had to quote that verse, and I said, God, I'm losing it again. I said, God, I'm weak. I don't know if I can do this. I need your grace. And it was like the Holy Spirit would come over me again, and I would have faith and strength to believe that he was going to keep me going. And I did that day in, day in, day out, day in, all the time. Second Corinthians 12, 9, my grace is sufficient. That's why I named the book that name, by God's grace. As you read that scripture, I think it's so true that God's healing power is magnified, is manifested, is demonstrated in human weakness. When we're yes. back in that condition, Lord, I don't know what to do. I'm thinking of Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat. Lord, yes. we don't know what to do. Our <laughs> eyes are upon you. I think that's exactly yes. where you were. <laughs> Your eyes were Amen. upon the Lord. And I think, you know, for many people today, for many Americans, we're kind of full of it, so to speak, because we have everything. We've got electricity. We've got insurance. We've got hospitalization, this, that, and everything else. And I think, as a matter of fact, I think that's one of the good things that's happened through COVID-19. A lot of people have learned that they're not invincible. Hey, this is a serious situation. But when we get to that point where we're out of it, we have nothing in our, of ourselves, that's exactly where God wants us. And that's where our great physician, the Lord Jesus Christ, comes and takes over. And I think when you're in that condition, then God can use you, God can hear your prayers, God can raise you up, because you're going to give him the glory. And that's exactly Amen. what we need. Amen. Well, Vaughn, what did you learn from being a cancer survivor? I mean, what are some of the lessons? I think I've learned three main lessons, life lessons, if you will. I guess the first one I learned is you can either be better or bitter from mm. every one of life's circumstances, trials, and tribulations. And it's a choice to become better by the grace of God, and it's easy to become bitter at everybody, the doctors, and even God. So first, I chose to be better by the grace of God. Second of all, it took me a while to get to this one. Either way, I knew 
I would win. Amen, Brother Larry. Right. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul said in Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ, to die is gain. Amen? So I knew either way I was going to win, and I gave my Lord and Savior Jesus about three or four reasons why he should let me here on earth and not take me to heaven. I said, Jesus, I said, now please don't get mad at me. I said, I want to act a little bit like Abraham here. Remember the story of Abraham in Genesis 18 where Mm -hmm. he was trying to keep God from destroying Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, if you find 50, Lord, will you spare it? 45, 40, clear down to 10. And he would always say, Lord, don't be angry with me. And I said, Lord, don't be angry with me. If you take me to heaven, I can't lead any more souls to you up there, but I can down here, and I will continue to do that. Lord, I can't disciple any souls in heaven, but I can down here because you give me the gift of teaching. And at this time, Brother Larry, I was discipling an ex-pagan motorcycle gang member that I had led to the Lord almost 25 years ago, and he was my soul-winning partner. I said, God, I can't do it. I can't take people on soul-winning in heaven. Please spare me. And I said, Lord, please do this. I want to see my boys graduate, and I want to see my grandchildren. So I gave God all my different reasons, and I thank him that he's allowed me here another 21 years, and that's seven more than 15 years. <laughs> right, right. Praise the Lord. Well, We're going to continue, dear friends, visiting with Vaughn Chatcher. He has many more things to tell us about his recovery, about the grace of God, about the goodness of God. Vaughn, brother, I know I've heard you preach. I've heard you give an invitation. I'm looking forward to that. And if there's anyone out there who needs to hear this invitation, that's so many people, be sure to tune in when we're going to have Vaughn Chatcher back with us. We're speaking about his book, By God's Grace, A Cancer Survivor's testimony. Dr. Spargimino and his guest Von Schatzer will continue this inspiring look at God's peace through the storms of life next time. Von Schatzer's complete account of his journey with cancer is found in the book By God's Grace. Order your copy of this powerful book for you or a loved one who is going through cancer. Order By God's Grace by Von Schatzer when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order online swrc.com. Staff Evangelist James Collins is here with a special guest, Pastor Michael Hoggard, in today's Moment of Prophecy. A Pew Research poll conducted last summer shows that two-thirds of Americans believe in aliens from outer space and that those beings have visited Earth. One of the most famous cases of an encounter with UFOs and alien beings is the case of Betty Andreessen. Betty, who professes to be a Christian, claims that during her encounter she actually made contact with God. But could the experiences of Betty Andreessen connect UFOs with the occult? Joining me to talk about Betty Andreessen, UFOs, aliens, and how these things fit into last day's deception is Pastor Michael Hoggard. Pastor Mike is the senior pastor of Bethel Church in Festus, Missouri. He's produced a teaching DVD about this topic called The Phoenix Affair. Pastor Mike, welcome back to The Watchman on the Wall. 
Thank you, Brother James. Good to be with you again. Well, let's talk about Betty Andreessen. Who is Betty Andreessen, and what is the significance of her case with the UFO community? Betty Andreessen is a woman who claims to be a born-again Christian. She is more of a Pentecostal, a charismatic persuasion. One of the things that I didn't mention in our previous talks on this subject was While they were pressing her when she was taken and abducted by these aliens to go see who she believed to be the one, when the hypnotist couldn't get out of her to describe what the one was or who the one was or what he looked like or what he said, they asked her, and this is some years later, she's probably, when she's being interviewed or hypnotized, she's probably in her 30s or 40s, and all of this happened to her when she was a young lady, like in her teens and her 20s, and when they asked her if the beings that she talked to could speak through her while she was on the hypnotist couch, she said, yes, of course. And immediately, a big bright smile came on her face, and she began to speak in a tongue that she didn't understand, no one in the room understood. We know that this is not the tongue of the Bible. We know on the day of Pentecost that they spoke human languages that everybody understood. God warned Israel that if they violated his laws and stepped away from his precepts, that God would send a nation to them as swift as the eagle flieth. And that brings in that Phoenix initiation that we talked about that she went through, that he would bring a nation as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation of fierce countenance, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. And to me, the spirits that were speaking through her were not benevolent God's messenger angels. They were evil spirits. But basically, Betty Andreessen is a woman. Four books have been written about her. The last book, called Lifting of the Veil, she and her second husband wrote together. She is a self-styled artist. She drew most of the artwork. In fact, probably all the artwork that's in the books was drawn by her. So she not only gives an oral description of what she experienced, but she draws out the images of the gray aliens, the tall grays, the short grays, the tall, blonde, Nordic aliens. That's our image of what most angels would look like. She draws them. The only thing that she doesn't draw and the only thing that she does not describe is her encounter with an entity that we know as the Antichrist, but basically is referred to in the book as the One. Betty Andreessen said that the gray aliens transformed into beings of pure light. Doesn't the Apostle Paul warn us in 2 Corinthians 11 that Satan and his ministers masquerade as angels of light? You're exactly right. And I want to say this, Brother James. You know, I encounter a lot of skepticism among church people, God's people, and I love them, and I understand that I've studied this all my life, but they have a problem when I say the word alien, UFOs, flying saucers. They say, that's not in the Bible. But it is, if you look for it, if you study it out. You're right. These gray aliens, and you can say, I don't see that in the Bible anywhere. These gray aliens, she said, they transformed themselves to this image of beings made entirely of light. And again, I'm like you. The first thing that came to my mind was Satan himself is transformed into a creature of light. Therefore, it's no mystery 
that his ministers or his apostles or his servants are transformed into ministers of light as well. That reminds me of the Mormon church. They say that their God came from another planet, don't they? Yes, and that's the thing. Mormonism is a perfect religious setup for the case for UFOs, beings on other planets, because they say as man is, God once was, and as God is, man will be. In other words, man is going to become part of the gods that rule over the universe. Betty Andreessen said that her gray alien abductors were actually angelic creatures preparing the way for the second coming of Jesus Christ. Would you elaborate on that statement? Again, it falls under the line of what we just talked about. Satan transforms himself into basically the image of God. It's like the Antichrist sitting in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Satan, or Lucifer, in Ezekiel 28, saying, I am God, I sit in the seat of God in the midst of the seas. And basically the whole point of Betty Andreessen's accounts, the books that she's written, the stories, the interviews that she's done, the videos that she's made, is basically to convince people that these aliens are God's messengers to the earth to prepare the world for the second coming. But in reality... They are part of the demonic world, the world of devils, the world of evil spirits, evil angels, familiar spirits, the one-third of the heavenly powers that are shaken out of heaven, dragged down to the earth by Lucifer's tail. I've been visiting today with Pastor Michael Hoggard about his six-hour teaching DVD called The Phoenix of Air. In this DVD, Pastor Mike examines the claims of Betty Andreessen, a woman who says she is a Christian who claims to have had multiple alien abduction experiences. And you can get a copy of this wonderful DVD by calling 1-800-652-1144, or you can order online at swrc.com. This is James Collins reminding you that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Thank you, gentlemen. Before we go today, I want to encourage you to subscribe to our podcast, Watchmen on the Wall, and to download our app. The SWRC app is a great way to take Watchmen on the Wall with you. The SWRC app features this daily program, as well as articles from teachers like Dr. Larry Spargimino and James Collins. Simply search SWRC on your smartphone or tablet and download the SWRC app today. In our resource center, we have a powerful book for anyone who is going through cancer. By God's Grace by Von Schatzer is here to encourage, inspire, and give you and your friends hope. Order By God's Grace when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or order this book online, swrc.com. If you're a new listener to Watchmen on the Wall, we welcome you. We would love to share some free gifts with you. Request your free new listener pack by calling 1-800-652-1144. In the new listener pack, you get a welcome letter, the latest issue of our monthly newsletter, The Prophetic Observer, and some free gifts. Call today and request your free new listener pack. Simply call 1-800-652-1144. 
That's 1-800-652-1144. Friday, Greg Patton will be living in today's world, and Von Schatzer will return to offer more hope through Christ for those suffering with cancer. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station or by subscribing to our daily podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and is supported by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.